Blog Talk Radio. We want to go back to the old school for a minute. Hand clapping and toe tapping. We want to visit our friends over in Chicago. Sister Albertina Walker, Inez Andrews, the Baron Sisters, Clay Evans, and Father Hayes in the Cosmopolitan Church of Prayer. All right, all right, all right. This is Watchman on the Wall. Let's go back to that old time, old time gospel music. I mean, that music that had some power behind it, that music that talked about the blood of Jesus Christ, that that music that, hey, man, I'm toe-tapping time. It's time to get right with God. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio, and I'm moving on down there on that, that evening train I could say the Israel Express down there in Atlanta, Georgia, on Block Talk Radio. And we're coming here this evening to tell you about the good news. The good news has been, woo, been on the face of the earth ever since the beginning of time. God is king. God is ruler. God is the creator. God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. And he came down here through 42 generations, took him 42 Took him, what, 4,000 years to get here, born in the manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. Good God Almighty. I'm talking about the God of Abraham. I'm talking about the God of God. I'm talking about the God of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the only true living God that exists. Amen. I know. I know. We got other gods. We got gods of Dagon. We got Moloch gods. We got gods that man makes up. We got uh, gods that men have uh, 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 let let the devil, amen, let Satan get his own gods. And don't you know there's over 13 different kinds of gods in the Holy Scriptures? 13. 13. I wish I could name some of them for you. I probably can, but I can't name all of them. I, I really haven't got into it, but there's over 13 different kinds of gods that have been coming down from work. Coming down from Lucifer, Lucifer, the devil, fallen angels, demonic demons are ruling humanity today. The devil is what? A destroyer. The devil is a killer. The devil is a murderer. The devil is a, he is a destroyer. He destroys souls of men. Why? Because of the fall of Adam and Eve. Satan got in the garden. Yes, he did. He went up in that garden and slivered around and moved around and got to Eve. And told Eve, God didn't say that. God don't mean that. Uh, you ain't going to die. You ain't going to die. Go ahead and eat it. Yeah, yeah. The God knows the day you eat thereof, you shall know good and evil, and you become as little gods. Little gods now. Little God. Man is not God. Man is made in the image and likeness of God, but man is not God. Man is not God. And there's men today on the face of the face of this earth right now claim to be God. Uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. No, they're not God. They're false gods. They're gods of what? Luciferians. Lucifer. Lucifer is the cause of the fall. The fall what? From heaven. He used to be in heaven. 
I mean, how come uh, people can't get to a grip of that? Lucifer, the Luciferians. The Bible tells me Lucifer is the god of this age. And he's ruling the earth right now. He's the prince power there. He's the disobedient one. He's the rebellion against who? God Almighty, the self-existent one. You see, Lucifer had a beginning. Lucifer was created, amen, by God Almighty. I want you to get that. Lucifer means son of the morning. He was a cherubim. He was an anointed cherubim. He was the highest order of angels, angels in heaven, and he was the chief cherubim of all the billions of angels that God has in heaven before the fall, before he fell from heaven because he wanted to do something. I'm going to let you know what he wanted to do. Here's what the Bible say. I didn't say it. Amen. The government didn't say it. The economy and the religious world didn't say it. This is what the word of God says in the book of who? The book of Isaiah at the 14th chapter. Just before we get into the, the, good, the good word of God, let's bow our heads. Eternal Father, we come to you this evening thanking you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for giving us strength one more day. And, Lord, as we go into the word, Lord, let your word go out as a mighty sword that it may be understood what thus says the Lord God Almighty. We thank you, Father, for your love and your mercy. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ that came all the way down through 42 generations, suffered and died on Calvary's cross, went down into the grave on the third day morning. He got up out of the grave with all power in heaven and earth, and he is coming back again. He is coming back again. He came the first time. We know we you came the first time to save and seek those as lost, but the second time you're coming back for judgment, and we know judgment is near each and every day. We ask you to bless your word. Anoint my lips of clay that might break the word of life behind the cross of Christ and his shed blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us go to the 14th chapter of Isaiah. Amen. A, 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 a chapter, a 14th chapter that we should know where all this evil come from, where all this degradation and war and killings and murders and, and all this old sin, stuff called sin, who brought it into existence? It came into existence by Lucifer. God made the angel. When he made him, he made him righteous. He made him holy. He made him separated from anything that was wrong or imperfect. And here's what Isaiah said in the 14th chapter of what? The 14th chapter of Isaiah. Here's what happened to let you know where I'm coming from and let you know where the word of God is coming from. Amen. 14 and 12. It says that 14 and 12. How art thou, how are you falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? Who weakened the nations? Lucifer is the cause of all the nations of the world weak. Every nation on this planet is weak. Every Every, every nation on this planet is so gullible after falsehood and after false doctrine that you have ever seen before. There's over 7.8 billion people on the planet, and 
majority, all of them are weak. They're weak. They're, they can't love one another. They can't bless one another. They can't uh, 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 have the love of God in their heart. Why? Because they have fallen into the hands of Lucifer. So look at here. It says this year, this year prophecy is from switches from the Antichrist to unholy sponsor Satan himself. Lucifer is the name of Satan. Lucifer is the name of Satan. Actually, he is an angel originated, created by God, who served the Lord in righteousness for the undetermined period of time. When he fell, he led a revolution against God. He hates God. With about one-third of the angels, it seems to be thrown in their lot with him. So one-third of the angels in heaven fell in lot with Lucifer. They said, come on, come on, Lucifer. We are going to follow you. We are going to believe that you really can what? That you really can overthrow the kingdom of God and take the position of God and sit on his throne and be ruler of what? The universe. He, oh, my God. Lucifer. Lucifer wanted to be the ruler of the universe. Let's go on a little further, see what the scripture said. The scripture says, uh, when he failed, he lived, uh, Satan lived, uh, led a revolution against God. It seems throwing the lot with him. Therefore, all the pain, listen to what I'm saying, all the pain, suffering, misery, Headaches, death, deception, which have ruled the nations from the very beginning can be laid at the doorstep of this revolution headed by Satan. Satan is the cause of the world being in the shape that it is in right now. Uh, Let me tell you, let me tell you, Satan is the cause of it. God is not the cause of it. God is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. God cannot do nothing wrong. He is perfect. He has perfect love. He has perfect justice. He has perfect long-suffering. He is perfect. He cannot make a mistake. God did not make a mistake when he made Lucifer. When he created Lucifer out of nothing, he spoke him into existence. That was not a mistake. The mistake was when Lucifer thought that he could overthrow God Almighty, and the world is saying now that God is dead, he don't exist, he's a, he's a lunatic, he, 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 he is a senile, the devil hates God, and he don't put out a whole lot of false propaganda that God is dead. If God is dead, I'd like to know how come nobody didn't tell me. Since he's my father, God is my father. And if he's my father, nobody didn't tell me he's dead. He's not dead. He once was dead. When Christ came down here, that was God Almighty in the flesh. And Jesus Christ died in the flesh. That was God Almighty. Yes, he was. He died. Yes, he died. He died. He was slain by the the inhuman hatred that Satan has for God 
Lucifer deceived the whole creation, and he deceived man, and man, the devil is is sure using mankind, and mankind is letting the devil use them and make make the, the humanity believe that God don't exist. But he exists. He's real. And guess what? He came the first time to die and suffer. But the second time he come, he's coming to judge the world in righteousness. And let me tell you, it ain't going to be no picnic. It ain't going to be no picnic when he comes back. And when he comes back, he comes back. He's not going to imitate Christ. He is Christ. When Jesus Christ comes back, that would be God Almighty in a glorified body with all power in heaven and earth in his name, and he's going to judge every nation, every human being. Everything is going to be judged by Jesus Christ when he comes back again. He's coming back to do what? He's coming back to do one thing, and that is set up a millennial kingdom, which he will rule for a thousand years, and that will be the last 1,000 years on the face of this earth that God will give man because God's going to give him six days to work, and on the seventh day, he's going to rest. And during the millennium reign, God is going to rest the, the, the whole human race because Satan is going to be put away. And I hope you can understand what I'm saying. There's been six dispensations that have went, have came and went. And the last dispensation is called the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit will rule the world, and Jesus Christ will rule the world with a rod of iron. In other words, the devil will be put into the bottomless pit in the seventh millennium because he has been ruling for the last 6,000 years, and he's been held, he's been held on earth, and he's turned down, trying to tear down. He's trying to tear down what God has created. And God created man and made him out of the dust of the earth. And man deceived, was, uh, Eve was deceived, and Adam willingly rebelled against God, and man fell. When man fell, he fell way down, way down. Way down, he was born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and ever since then, man has been going down, but God said, yes, Satan brought man down, but I'm going to bring man back. I'm going to bring man back. I'm going to bring a minority of the population of the earth back to my back to my kingdom, and I'm going to give them an opportunity to accept my Savior, to accept my Redeemer, to accept my redemptive plan, and that is that I'm going to come down on earth. This is God talking. God said he's going to come down on earth through the seed of Abraham from the tribe of Judah, and he was going to do a unique situation. He's going to do something that no man has ever done. No, no man ever done what Jesus Christ did. No man ever died for, for the sins of the world. Man will never die for the sins of the world. The only man that could die was Jesus Christ, and that Jesus Christ that I'm talking about is God-man, meaning that God is in man, became flesh, born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, stayed on this earth for 33 and one-half years. And when he did that, he did miracles, walked on the water, turned water to wine, spoke to the sea, 
Woo! Fed 5,000, healed the sick, raised the dead, cast out devils. He did, he did that, and no other man since then, or even after then, will be able to do what he does because he was God. And since he was God, there was nothing impossible. But there is so something that God cannot do. There's a few things God cannot do. He can't do it. God cannot sin. God cannot sin. God cannot sin. And since God cannot sin, and since he became a man in the flesh through the womb of Mary, when Jesus Christ was born, he was born without sin. He was born perfect. He was born righteous. He was born sinless. He was born of a virgin Mary. The Bible said Jesus Christ was born. When he was born, he was born without sin. I want to get that to you. I want to get that real good to you. The only man that ever was born without sin was Jesus Christ. But the human race, from Adam all the way down to 2023, Every baby that was born, every child that was born, every human being that was born, everything that was born through the human race was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So there's no such thing as anybody being in the human race was born without sin. We're born sinners. Sinners, S-I-N-N-E-R-S, sinners. And we realize that when a baby is born, it's born in sin. But that sin and his born is an innocent sin. That baby has nothing to do with sin until he gets to an age of accountability. And when he gets to an age of accountability, that sin is there. But when Christ died, he died for the infants. He died for the babies. He died for those that never was able to come to the, uh, uh, the acquirement to know what sin is. And when he died, he died for those infant child, all those children that have been aborted, all those children that have been thrown in trash cans, all those children that have been cut up and burned. That, let me tell you, Christ died for the sins of that little innocent, innocent child. And that innocent child is innocent until he gets to the age of accountability. And when he gets to the age of accountability and know what the law is trying to tell him, thou shalt not, he becomes what? A responsible sinner for his own sins. And since he's responsible for his own sins, he cannot get rid of his own sins until he comes to the knowledge of what Jesus Christ did on Calvary's cross. And what Jesus Christ did on Calvary's cross, he took my place, your place, your mama, your daddy, your sister, your aunt, your uncle. He took the place of the liar, the cheap, ooh, the cheapskate, the whoremonger, the whores. He took, ooh, he took the place. Who knew no sin, but he took your sin and my sin, and they were nailed to a cruel cross. They hung him so high until heaven, I believe, it's not scripture, but I believe heaven had to move back. The angels had to prune the wings. The moon refused to shine. The moon went up in high blood pressure and turned red. The sun just went out. And they tell me there was darkness upon the face of the earth when Jesus Christ died in the in the sixth hour of the day at noon, 
When he cried out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The whole creation and stars went pitch black. And there was darkness upon the face of the earth from 12 o'clock until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Why? Because he took the sins of the whole world. Low down, dirty, rotten, stinking stuff that the devil has brought upon mankind. And mankind loves sin. And since man loves sin so much, let me tell you something. It's a difficult thing to convince an individual that he is a low down, dirty sinner. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how white you are. I don't care how black you are. I don't care how much education you have. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what your status quo. I don't care if you're the elite or if you're non-elite. I don't care if you're poor. Let me tell you something. Your soul is stained with sin. You're cut off from God. You're cut off from God because a sinner has no what? Divine relationship with God until he repents of his sins. You've got to repent. You've got to turn from your sin. You've got to hate sin. You've got to uh, be defiant against sin because God is a holy God. He's so holy that he's got, he's got celestial beings around the throne saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. That's doing, that's doing right now. Around the throne, holiness is around the throne, day and night, 24-7, from the eons, from the ions, on until eternity. Angels will be saying, holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who are nipping this raining. Let me tell you, God is so holy that he cannot tolerate sin. Woo, the only way that he can, woo, Mind the formula for getting rid of sin is through the shed blood, the shed blood, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Let me tell you that. I'll say that again. The only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Satan is the cause of the world being in the shape it is in now. Listen to what it says. This is this is Lucifer now. This is Lucifer. He, 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 he's, he's telling me in the 13th verse of the 14th chapter of Isaiah, he said, For you have said in your heart, this is Lucifer, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I'm going into heaven. Now, if he's going into heaven, what was Satan at when he said this? Satan here was on earth in his unfallen state. Before he fell, God put him on earth. When he put him on earth, he put him on earth because he gave the earth and he gave in charge of all the angels. So when he put him on earth, he said, "Ah, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend. And ascend means that you was below God and you you saying that you're getting ready to go into heaven and, and I will exalt my throne. So he wants his own throne above the stars of God. I'm going to set myself above the stars of God. And stars in the Bible is a symbolic of angels. So he wanted to be above the angels. He wanted to be above God. 
He wanted to be above everybody. He wanted control of everything. He didn't want nobody to tell him what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Why? Because he wanted to be like God. And by him being like God, he said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. This is what he's saying. Lucifer's is saying it. And guess what? He's saying it today. I'm going to rule the world. I'm going to rule the church. I'm going to rule the economical system. I'm going to rule the political system. I'm going to rule the religious system. I'm going to rule everything. Now, listen to me. Now, listen to me. He's ruling. He's ruling, but he ain't ruling everything. He's only going to last for about 6,000 years. That's how Satan's going to last 6,000 years. After the 6,000 years are over, then God is going to take over. God is going to rule. But God had to let Satan go through his follow-through. And God had to let the, the human race and the angels and the cherubims and the seraphim let them know exactly what happened to Lucifer. And let the world, let every demon, let every every creature, let, oh, my God, let every human being realize that Satan is the fault of him rebelling against God Almighty, and because of that, he became debauchery. He became a sick, sick puppy. He became so foul and so messy and so disorganized only what? He's disorganized only when disorganized starts. But he's very well planned. Satan got a plan. What is Satan's plan? All right. His plan is, number one, to damn. Now, listen. Satan's plan is to damn every soul that was ever born. Every soul that was born, Satan's plan is to damn every human being up on this planet. Because he is so mad at God. He is so debauchery about what God didn't let him do. And God didn't let him take his throne because there's nobody else to replace God. You cannot replace God Almighty because nobody was ever, hey, nobody ever started God. God always was, always will be, never will cease to be. God is everywhere, so his, his presence is everywhere. God is all-powerful. God is omniscient. In other words, he knows everything, never made a mistake. Nobody can tell him what to do, how to do it, when to do it, because he's God Almighty. And guess what? Lord, have mercy. He's a God of love. He's a God of love because God, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world, loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So every human soul, amen, have an opportunity to come to Jesus Christ. No one will be refused if they want to come to Jesus Christ. If you want to come to Jesus Christ, you can come. You got to repent, though. You got to turn from sin. You got to turn from Satan and all his conniving, shucking, and jiving. You got to turn from sin. And if you don't hate sin and you don't want to turn, then guess what? Pay for your own sins. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you tonight, this evening, amen, Satan is on the prowl. And guess what? He's out to damn your soul. He's out 
to keep you from one one spot that he don't want you to go to. He do not want you to go to Calvary. He don't want you to go to the cross. The cross is the only way that man can attain salvation. No other way, no other name, no other power, no other personage can do what Jesus Christ done. And that was God Almighty came down in human flesh and walked among men and did miracles like never before. And he died on Calvary's cross for your sin. So there ain't no use of trying to get to heaven no other way but through Jesus Christ. Christ said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man can get to the Father. No man can get to God. No man can know God but through Jesus Christ. You cannot be saved unless you come to Jesus Christ. No preacher can save you. No evangelist can save you. No apostles can save you. No man can save you. It's the name of Jesus that got all power in heaven and earth in his hand. So what's the use of you going to church? You can go to church until your face looks like the front door of the church. You still can go to hell because there's a lot of people going to hell through the church. You hear what I said? Because you go to church, that don't mean you're Christian. Because you don't smoke, don't drink, don't lie, don't cheat, don't hold money, don't gamble, you don't do nothing, that don't mean you're Christian. Because you don't, uh, 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 you got a name, you can be a Baptist, you can be a pastor, uh, Presbyterian, you can be a Catholic, that don't mean you're a Christian. That's religion. That's religion. And guess what? Religion can damn your soul. The only way you can get to heaven, you've got to have a relationship, a divine, spiritual, new life relationship with Jesus Christ through his shed blood. The Bible says there's no remission of sin unless some blood be shed. In the Old Testament, it was animals. It was turtle doves. It was sheep. It was the, the red heifer, and it was an atonement for the sins of the people in the Old Testament as a, a typical uh, a representative of the ultimate sacrifice. And the ultimate sacrifice was the blood of Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is God Almighty. So that means that the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross was the blood of God Almighty. That was his blood through his son. And when Christ was impregnated in Mary's room by what? The Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost was God Almighty. And when he impregnated Mary, God had his blood system already running through his son in Mary's womb for nine months. When that child came up and came out of Mary's womb, just like Isaiah said, a child shall be born and a son given. In other words, a physical birth, because God cannot be born. Oh, God is self, S-E-L-L, existence, existed. He existed forever. Nobody made him. Nobody had to figure out how they're going to make God, because God is self-existed. And when he is self-existed, that means one God, God the Father. God is the Son, and God is the Holy Ghost, 
all are co-equal, three in one manifestation in different situations. He's God in the heavens. He was God in the spirit. This God became the son, which was the son, and he manifests himself in the son, in a human body. And when he would manifest himself and came out of Mary's womb, that was God Almighty in the manger. God in the manger, his son, a baby, a baby, an adolescent, a teenager, an adult. And when he became a full man at the age of 30 years old, baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist, went up into the wilderness and tempted of the devil and picked out 12 disciples. He walked on the face of the earth with his disciples for three and one half years and taught them and showed them exactly what he wanted him to do after he leave. And he said, go out into the world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel and teach the people and show them and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost and do whatever I command you to do. And, lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. And get me tell you, 2,000 years ago, Jesus told the disciples to do that. And since that time, the church, I'm talking about the true church. I'm talking about the church that's filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the church that loves Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the church that's living holy and righteous and have a sanctified life through the blood of Jesus Christ and love the Lord with all their mind and all their soul and doing everything in their possible possible effort to do what the Lord has called them to do, and that is to be a witness for me in these last and evil days. And Satan don't like it. Satan don't like it. Satan don't want you to go to heaven. He don't want you to serve God. He wants you to serve everything else but the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And you can't serve two masters. No way, Jose. No way, Jose. And they used to whole hopping. And they used to be hopping in and hopping out, hopping in and hopping out. No jackleg preacher will exist in the will go to ooh, Lord have mercy. No jackleg preacher will never go to heaven. And that's somebody pretending that they know God and don't know him. A hypocrite. And we got a lot of hypocrite preachers. We got preachers that ain't preaching nothing but trash. They're not preaching Christ. They're not preaching the resurrection. They're not preaching holiness. They're not preaching sanctification. They're not preaching justification. They're not preaching that Jesus Christ is coming back again to what? Judge the world in rising. He's coming back after the church. That's what he wants now. He's coming back after the church. And the church is what? The body of Christ. A born-again, baptized believer that has been filled with the Holy Spirit and walking and talking about the love of God and living the life where they, when the world sees them, they'll know that they are the disciples of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh, I ain't through with it yet. I ain't through with it yet. Listen to what it says. You say in your heart, I will... Ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mountain of the congregation in the sides of the north. He got a whole lot of wheels. He got a whole I will. I will. It's all I. The devil's all up in himself. That's all people think about. Me, myself, and I. And when you in your me, yourself, and I, you're out of the will of God. 
God don't want you to be talking about yourself because you can't do nothing. He's the one to do it. The Lord God Almighty is the one can can only say, I am. I am that I am. And there is no other beside me. He said, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high copycat. Copycat devil. Copycat offer everything. Hey. Your dinner is in there. Copycat offer everything. He wants to be like God. He wants to talk like God. He wants to do what God do, but he wants to do it in his way. Wickedness. But God is righteous. And righteous and wickedness never shook hands. Never will shake hands. He said here, listen. In these two verses, See the form, format of Satan's rebellion, the revolution against God. It seems that Lucifer, while true to the Lord, was given dominion over the earth, which was before Adam. After his fall, he worked deceitfully to get other angelic rulers to follow him in his war against God. So. Satan here was here on earth, but he wasn't here on earth as Satan. He was here on earth as Lucifer. And God gave him jurisdiction over all the angels. And while he was on earth, he got in his mind that he could become like God and do what God did. That's why he said, I will ascend up into heaven. And when I get up into heaven, I'm going to go before the throne of God and tell him where he can go. <laughs> he was trying to tell God, I'm going to let you, I'm going to, I'm going to cast you out and I'm going to sit on your throne. Well, where did he get that idea? He got that idea from what? Let's see what the Bible says. Lord have mercy. Let's see what Ezekiel says. Ezekiel, the 28th chapter of Ezekiel gives us how did he fall? Why why did he fall? In the twenty-eighth chapter. It says here. The fourteenth verse in the twenty-eighth chapter. In the fourteenth verse of the book of Ezekiel. This is Bible. I'm not talking off the side of my neck. I'm not talking off something I made up. I'm talking about the fourteenth verse of the twenty-eighth chapter. The fourteenth verse says, You are the anointed cherub who covers, and I have set you so. You were up on the holy mountains of God, and you have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. You are the anointed cherub who covers, means that Lucifer was chosen and anointed by God for a particular task and service. This probably was to worship, to which we have just alluded. You were up on the holy mountains of God, speaks of the place and position relative to the throne. You have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire, has reference to the nearness to the throne, as well as 
phrase, walk up and down, seems to imply not just any angel would have been given such latitude. So this angel was so special, Lucifer was so special, that he could walk up and down, up and down. He could walk by the throne of God. He could see the throne of God. He was the overshadowing wings of the throne of God. So he was close to God to a point where he was like second in command. By him being second in the man, he had it made. He had it made. But what happened? He said, you were perfect in your ways from the day that thou was created. So Lucifer was created. God was not created. Nobody created God. God couldn't create himself. He always was, period. You were perfect in your ways from the day that you were created till iniquity was found in you. Well, what was the iniquity? Pride was the form of this iniquity. The rebellion of Lucifer against God probably caused a catastrophe which occurred between the first and second verse in chapter in Genesis in chapter one and two. One and two, the Bible says, let's go to it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's see what one and two said in the book of Genesis. What happened? What happened in one and two? It says this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in the very beginning, God spoke everything into existence. God did it. Spoke it. And when it spoke it, it came forth. There was no strain. There was no pain. There was no 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 uh, adversity. There was no disruption. There was no chaos. God created the heavens and the earth. And between one and two, the second verse says, and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Listen, i read it again. And the earth was without form. Now, God has never made anything deformity. He has never made anything crooked. He's never made anything by mistake. The earth was without form. Now, in the second verse, without form and void. It was, it was, it was waste. It was a waste area. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. God did not originally create the earth without form and void. It became this way after the cataclysm happening. This happened was the revolt of Lucifer against God, which took place sometimes in the dateless past. So between the time God cast Satan down to earth, when Lucifer ascended up into heaven, and when he got up there, he was cast out back to earth. And when he was cast back to earth, he made the earth a wreck. He disformed it. Darkness fell upon the deep. And that darkness 
uh, was a spiritual darkness and it was a physical darkness. Darkness. It, it was it was void, without form. And God has a form. God has a standard. God never made a mistake. He never stumbled over heaven. God don't stutter. Dog, God don't never say, I'm sorry, uh, excuse me, uh, I, I, I didn't mean it. No, God ain't like that. God is perfect. And you can't spell perfect perfect enough to explain the perfection of who God is. He's so perfect that anything that's not comes up to his standard cannot stand before him. That's why the sinner man, that's why the lost Humanity has to come before God perfect. And the only thing that can whew, save you perfectly, save you right, is what Christ did on Calvary's cross. When Christ comes into your life, you are perfected. You are made in the likeness and the image of God according to your spiritual realm, according to your soul, according to your, 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 your spirit. You become perfect. So when God saves you, he saves you perfect. He don't make no mistakes. He don't have to back up and say, oh, I'm sorry I saved you. He ain't never said, I'm sorry I can't keep you. But when he saves you, he saves you and fills you with love, 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 mercy, goodness, Woo! long, long suffering. He fills you with that if you want it. Because when you become a child of God, you have to grow in grace. You can get saved overnight, but it takes a process of time for you to grow into maturity. And it depends upon you how close you are, how willing you are to pant after the Lord God Almighty like a deer pants after water. And if you want God, God will make you grow real quick. And he'll let you suffer through some things to help your growth. Listen to what it said. It said, and God is up on the deep. And the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, moved upon the face of the water. Now, these two verses in the first chapter of Genesis give you the recreation of the earth after the fall of Satan because he disformed the earth and God renewed it. And this way you get your six days of recreation. It took him six days to finish the recreation. When he got through with that, God made man and put man on the earth. Now, listen, God said, all right, Lucifer, I'm dethroning you. I'm casting you into the bottomless pit. You're done with me. I don't. I, I, I can use you, but I'm not going to use you for my glory because you have defiled. You have tried to defile my name. You have tried to, to, to de- deframe me and make the creation Man and woman think I was some kind of dictator-type ship man, but I'm a God of love, and I'm going to prove it to the whole creation because I'm going to give you a spirit of 6,000 years to do what you think you can do and overthrow me, and I'm going to do what? I'm going to counteract you. I'm going to counteract everything you done done because I'm going to restore everything that you done messed up. And the only way ooh, God could restore mankind, listen to what I'm saying, only way that man can restore mankind is what he did on Calvary's cross. Ooh, yes, indeed. He, he brought man back to God. 
Jesus Christ, the only man that could bring man back to God through his death, his burial, and his resurrection on Jesus Christ. Why? Because sin was paid for in full, full. No installment plans. Ain't no payment you got to make because you can't pay for it. Silver and gold and your status quo can't pay for it. Your good looks can't pay for it. Your money can't pay for it. Your mama, your daddy, your sister can't pay for it. It was Jesus Christ that paid the whole price for your personal sins, your sins, and not for your sins only, but for the sins of the whole round world. So now man don't have to live in sin. He don't. Ain't no excuses. Did you know this? There ain't going to be no excuses at the judgment. When Christ comes back, there ain't going to be no excuses. The world is going to witness the gospel. The world is going to witness the gospel in these last and evil days before Jesus Christ comes back to the earth. The gospel is going to be preached to all the world, and then the end comes. And the end is not going to come until Jesus Christ get ready. Woo! Because before judgment comes on this earth, God is going to have to remove his body. His body. Not my body. But his body. And the only way that I can be attached to the body of Christ is through the Holy Spirit. When Christ saves your soul, you become a part of the body of Christ because God is the spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And if you in Jesus Christ, you have the spirit of God in you, you can be a worshiper of Jesus Christ by praising him, thanking him, loving him, adoring him, trusting in him, depending upon him, and hoping in him, and looking for him, and just, ooh, just all up in him because he's the one that paid the full penalty of your sin. Going to church, saying your prayers, reading your Bible, doing good works, it ain't going to get you into glory. The only thing that can get you into glory is the blood of Jesus Christ. And I've said a million times, nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ can save your soul. Why? Because he was the only one that had sinless blood, and that blood was sinless, and when that blood gets a hold of sin, it wipes it out. It cleans your heart. It cleans your mind. It cleans your attitude. It cleans your thinking. It cleans your everything that indwells in you, and the Holy Spirit is more powerful than any washing powder, any Clorox. It cleanses you to the utmost that you can stand before, you can stand before God and look God straight in the eye. Yes, you can. If you know Christ, you can see God face to face one day. You can't see him now because I'm in a human body. I'm in a body made out of the dust of the earth. I'm in a body that's fragile. I'm in a body that uh, sin dwells in the body. And I can't see God now, but one day I'm going to see him because I'm going to get a glorified body. And this glorified body can come only through the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ is the only thing that can cleanse your heart, cleanse your mind, cleanse your soul. Thank God for Jesus. I thank him for it. I thank him for it. I thank him for it. Listen, all right, here we go again. So we know that the fall of Satan in the first and second 
verse of the first chapter of Genesis, between one and two, there was a fall. There was a rebellion tearing down, and Satan tore up the world, and God recreated in six days. And the six days was an ample time that God is going to give man of six millenniums to be on this earth under the under the condemnation of sin, but in the due time, God was going to send a Savior in a period of, of 4,000 years. He sent Jesus Christ to the earth to do one thing. One thing Jesus Christ did. If he would have healed the sick, raised the dead, walked on the water, cast out devils, did all, if he would have did all that, which was very unique, which was very precious, which was very needed. But if he would have did all his miracles and went went up on Mount Carver and packed his bag and went on back to heaven without going to the cross, the whole meaning of him coming the first time would be worthless. But the main reason Jesus Christ came to this earth, somebody, somebody had to die and come back from the grave and receive all power in his right hand, somebody had to go back to heaven and sit on the throne of his own throne and rule and reign for six thousand for, for 2,000 years until the fullness of time come, God was going to send his son again. But this time, not in the manger. He's coming back in power and great glory. And Satan knows it. And now Satan is ramming the earth. He's tearing up everything that he can get his whole whole hand on. He's messing up families. He's doing dirt low down. He's got everything going his way in a circumstances way. But there's a time where his time is running out. He said, you were perfect in your way from the day that thou were created till iniquity was found in you. Why did he fall? Why did he fall? Listen to what 16th verse says. By the multitude of your merchandise, they have filled in the midst of you with violence. There's there violence. There's your violence right there. And you have sinned. Therefore, I will cast you as a profane out of the mountain of God. God cast him out of heaven, tore him up. Boy, when he fell, it was like a meteorite. It was like a bolt of lightning because Jesus Christ said, I beheld Satan fall from heaven like lightning, lightning. And all his cohorts, all the angels that became wicked at one time was holy angels. They became defiled. They became a allegiance a, a to Lucifer. And Lucifer said, now I got my crew. I'm going to mess up everything God fixed up. And every time God, every time Satan messed up, God would fix it up. There's one thing that Satan messed up. He messed up the human race, and God's going to fix it up once and for all. And he, the only way that he can fix it up and get the human race right is through, through the precious blood was died on Calvary's cross. When he hung on that cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Why did he say that? Because if it wasn't for Christ dying, God would have destroyed the whole world and wiped out and went back on into eternity. But he said, 
forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Give them an opportunity. Give them an opportunity to know you. And the Lord has been tarrying with what? He's been tearing with this world for the last 2,000 years. And the time is running out. The time is running out, my friends. What I'm trying to say, if you know Jesus Christ today, I'm happy for you. I'm rejoicing for you. I'm shouting. My toes are happy. Why? Because you don't want to die without Jesus Christ. And thousands of people are dying every day, young and old and pretty, black and white. All kinds of people are dying today without Christ. Dying today without Christ. They won't accept Jesus Christ. They don't have time for Jesus Christ. I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I got my own religion. My 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 preacher told me the only thing I got to do is give my tithe and offer, and I can go to heaven. That's a lying wonder. Everything that man says that don't come from the word of God is a lie. And the Bible says, you know who the you know who the father of lies is? The father of lies is Lucifer. He breathes lies. He cohabitates with lies. He lives a lie. He is a lie. He can't tell the truth. There's no truth in him. So he's lying today and making and trying to make people believe that Jesus Christ was not necessary. We got we got men preaching today, don't even preach the cross. Don't preach the cross. Don't preach the death. Don't preach the suffering. Don't preach nothing but a whole lot of jibber-jabber and telling people that it's not necessary to go to the cross. It's not necessary for all that repentance. It's not necessary to live holy. Well, you are wondering lie. Because anything that's not holy, anything that's not righteous, anything that's not separated, and anything that's not sanctified, Guess what? God cannot use it. You got to be sanctified. Sanctified means to be set apart from sin. Whoa! Set apart from sin. Set apart from every foul, low down, dirty sin that you can think of. That's gossiping, backbiting, hypocriting, that's lying, cheating, gambling, drinking, drugs homosexuality, lesbianism, all that rotten stuff that's not in the image of God. It's just the image of Satan. And God is saying, I can't take it. I cannot take it. You've got to come to me. You've got to come to me with a pure heart. You've got to come to me with a repentant heart. You've got to come to me with a sorrowful heart. You've got to come to me in a, 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 a attitude of I want to get rid of this sin. I want to get rid of this gambling. I want to get rid of this whoremongering. I want to get rid of this adulterous and fornication. I want to get rid of it. And the only thing that can get rid of it for you is the blood and the power through the Holy Spirit. Because when Christ comes into your life, he changed your soul. He changed your spirit. And that flesh is always rebelling against righteousness. And you're going to have to grow in grace as you receive Christ. If you want to be saved, you can be saved right now. You can come to Christ right now. And I know I sound like a broken record, but I'd rather have a broken record then have no record at all. And the record is that God sent his only begotten son one time. God cannot come down here in the flesh no more and be born in the manger and wrapped in. That is over. That is over, and God cannot repeat it. He made it once. Don't miss out. If you need Christ this evening, if you need it today, you can come to him right now. 
because you don't want to die and go to hell. You don't want to. God didn't make hell for humanity. He made hell for the devil and his angels. And they're going to burn. They're going to burn. You talking about hot? It's going to be hot in hell. Oh, yes, it is. It's going to be so hot that you are going to be able to, you, 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 you're going to go out of your mind if you go to hell. You'll be out of your mind forever because of the heat. And what are you saying? What I'm doing in hell? What you doing in hell, man? Man, you know I had to pay for my own sins. You know what I had to do? I got to pay for my own sins because I did not accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. You, well, ex, could you explain that to me? Well, you see, man is born in sin, shaped in iniquity. And God cannot stand sin. Sin will never enter the kingdom of God again. And when Christ came down here, he came down for me. He came down here for you. He came down here for the whole world. And he suffered and died. He laid down his life. He picked it up again. And he received that of his father. And guess what? He did that for me. Now I realize that I didn't accept Jesus Christ, so I got to pay for my own sins. Now, if you want to have fun and you want to pay for your own sins, and this I don't want you to do. I don't want you to continue on in sin and die in your sin because I guarantee you 110% plus if you miss Jesus Christ at Mount Calvary, if you missed that shed blood, if you missed the beating that he took, if you missed the spitting that he took upon, if you the kicking and the and the whipping and and the, and and the audacity almost strip him naked and hang him on a cross like a piece of meat and walk by and wag your head and stick your tongue out and give him everything but a a a a a, a helping hand and you hate him. The world hates Jesus. And if you hate Jesus, you love the devil. And if you hate the devil, I guarantee you, you'll love Jesus because the devil ain't got nothing to offer. He ain't got nothing to offer you. Even in this world right now, Satan ain't got nothing to offer me. Nothing. 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 I don't want pain. I don't want agony. I don't want no woman. Not saying that I love women, I love women, but I don't I don't need a woman to make me happy. I don't need drugs, I don't need alcohol, I don't need uh, some witchcraft or voodoo or hoodoo, I don't need marijuana, I don't need that stuff. I don't need to go partying. I don't need that. That ain't that ain't helping me one bit. What I need is the love of Jesus Christ in my life that I can be an example of a believer. Delivered from sin, death, hell, and the grave. That's what I want. And when I get that, I can help somebody and let them know God can do anything but fail if you put your trust in him. Listen to what it says here. Violence has been the trademark of Satan. Rule and reign in the world of darkness. Lucifer being cast out of the mountain of God refers to him losing his place and position, which he had held with God since 
his creation, it was because he had sinned, which spoke of pride that causes him to lift himself up against God. Here it is, 17th verse. 17th verse says, your heart was lifted up, pride was lifted up because of your beauty. Oh, you talking about gorgeous, you talking about gorgeous, you talking about out of sight, you talking about fantastic, you talking about a style that he had. He was gorgeous. Take all the beautiful women from all six millenniums, all the beautiful, and put them together. And give them the best dress outfit that you can think of and fix them up, it will not equal the beauty that Satan had. Satan had the beauty of music. He had the 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 uh, uh, the gift of of, of 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 what? Directing the choir and directing angels. He had inside of himself Music instruments that when he would walk, the sound of music would come from his body, would come from his presence. He said, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You have corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness. Now, he was bright. You talking about bright? He was called the son of the morning. He was bright. He was beautiful. He was He was gorgeous. I'll leave that again. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You have corrupted your wisdom by the reason of your brightness. I will cast you to the ground. I will lay you before the kings that they may behold you. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Tell us the reason for his fall. As stated, it was pride. He took his eyes off of Christ, noticing his own beauty. Ooh, listen, you hear what I said? He took his eyes off of Christ because Christ was pre. He was pre. He he was he was pre. Ooh, I can't say pre-created, but he was pre. Before the world began, because Christ is God. He took his eyes off of Christ, noticed his own beauty as it grew more and more glorious in his eyes. At the same, at some point in time, his heart was changed from Christ to himself. As far as we know, this was the origin of evil in all of God's creation. You have corrupted your reason by you have corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness does not refer to the loss of wisdom, but instead refer to the wisdom corrupt, hence insidious design practice upon the human family. All that beauty that he had, all that brightness that he had, all that wisdom was turned into corruption, and he brought it on down here and gave it to Adam and Eve. Uh, Adam and Eve disobeying God. They 
inherited the evil dignity of Lucifer. And man became solely wicked, depraved. Man has been depraved ever since the fall in the garden. But God, with his omnipotent power, said, I'm going to redeem. I'm going to redeem. Those that come to me, those that know me, those that want me, I'm going to redeem. I'm going to save as many need to be saved. Because let me tell you, everybody on the planet, everybody on the planet don't, some don't want to be saved. They don't want nothing to do with salvation. They don't want to be saved. They want to live their own life. And by living your own life, they have taken their eyes off of Christ. And when you take your eyes off of Christ, this is what I'm saying to you. This is what I'm saying. You take your eyes off of Christ, guess what? You're on your own. When you take your eyes off of Christ, you're on your own. You've got to supply your own necessities of life. You've got to work out your own way that you want to live. And that's what people are doing today. I don't want to live what God's way. I don't want to live no holy life. I don't want I want to drink, lie, cheat, steal, whoremonger. I want to commit fornication. I want to become a fag. I want to become all I I I don't worry about no holiness. But the only time that men are going to recognize the value of the blood of Jesus Christ is when they lift up their eyes in hell. You hear what I'm saying? That's the only time, seems like to me, that the human race will recognize all that I rejected, all that I put my mind on other than Christ. You're going to find out that's the reason you're in hell, because you rejected the love of God. You rejected his mercy of God. And God cannot save you against your will. The Bible says, whosoever will, let him come. Come on, man. Come on, drunkard. Come on, liar. Come on, racial. Come on, come on, come on, indignant people. Come on, liar. Come on, anybody that want to come. Come on! Fall before the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And let the Lord God Almighty turn that Holy Ghost on and pour in your soul through the blood of Jesus Christ and make you a new creature. Because when you're a new creature, old things are passed away. Behold, everything is new, new, new every day. Every, every person that gets saved, he's new every day. Every day you're a new person. You'll never, never, you'll never, never, you'll never, never be the same. Ooh, God said, I'll keep you, I'll dress you, I will love you, I will admire you, I will, I will give you the desires of your heart if you will just turn from that low-down, rotten, conniving Satan, Lucifer, and I got something for you that the devil can't even touch. Wait a minute. What do God got that the devil can't touch? God got eternal life. God got eternal life. In other words, there's a time coming that in a moment of a twinkling of an eye, 
the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we be with the Lord forevermore. That means I got something that the devil can't touch. I got eternal life. In other words, I'll be living with Jesus Christ forever and ever and ever and ever, forever and ever and ever. I will have no more pain. I will have no more tragedies. I will have nothing but the love of God. Guess what? I'll be walking the streets of gold. Guess what? I'll see my loved one. Guess what? I'll be saying hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Guess what? I'll be saying howdy, 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 and never goodbye. Guess what? God said, I'm going to give you a rewarder. I'm going to give you something that will last forever. What did the devil got? The devil ain't got nothing but agony and pain and resentment. He ain't got nothing but fire. I, I ain't talking about I ain't talking about Holy Ghost fire. I'm talking about fire that will burn your soul through eternity, that will burn and burn and burn and burn and burn. And and guess what? You're going to have all your senses. (laughs) You're going to have all your senses. Five things you can take to hell with you. Five things you can take to hell with you. You can take your eyesight, one. You can take your smell, two. You can take your taste, three. You can take your hear, four. You can take your you can take your memory, five. There's five things you will have in hell. You won't have your fine house. You won't have no time for coffee break. You won't have to go to work. You won't have to worry about nothing. The only thing that would be painting is gnashing and gashing of teeth. Why? Because you rejected the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'm talking about the God of ages. I'm talking about the God of gods and the Lord of lords. He's coming back to get a church, and he's soon to come. How soon? Sooner than you think it is? He could come tomorrow. The rapture could happen tomorrow. The rapture could happen tomorrow. But it's not going to happen tomorrow. Because there's some things in the Bible that has to be fulfilled before the rapture. And that is the return of the Jewish people back into the land. And this is what the devil don't like. He don't like, he hates the Jew because it was through the Jewish nation salvation was established. It was the Jew that brought the Savior into the world. It was the Jew that wrote the Holy Scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, 66 books written by Jews. The only book that was written by a Gentile was Luke. The only nation that knew the true and living God to show other nations that there's only one true living God, and that God is called Jehovah, it's called Yeshua, it's called Elohim, it's called the God of gods and the Lord of lords, it's called the I am that I am, it's the God that self-existed, it's the God that became man through Christ, through Christ. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty, and you have corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness. 
I will cast you to the ground. I will lay you before the kings that they may behold you. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty tells us the reason why his fall. As stated, it was pride. He took his eyes off of Christ, noticed his own beauty as it grew. More and more glories in his eyes. At some point in time, his heart was changed from Christ to himself. As far as we know, this was the origin of evil in all of God's creation. You have corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness does not refer to the loss of wisdom, but instead refers to the wisdom corrupted hence, an insidious design practice upon the human family. I will cast you to the ground, refers his ultimate defeat. I will lay you before kings that they may behold you, refers to the ultimate being cast into the lake of fire where all the kings of the earth who have died lost will behold him in his humiliation. Woo! Every wicked person that serves Satan all their life and never received Christ will behold the enemy of their soul. The enemy of your soul is Satan. He hates you. He don't want you to accept Jesus Christ. He wants you to die and go to hell with him and spend eternity in everlasting brimstone and fire and burn forever. We have heard the word this evening. We have heard what Satan is getting ready to do. We have heard that the time is running out. We have heard that the 6,000 years is getting ready to close. It cannot close until God says so. But we are so close to the return of Jesus Christ, it is pathetic. It is mind-boggling. The word says Christ cannot come until the Jews are back in their land. Well, the Jews are back in their land. They've been in their land for 75 years. The Jews have been in their land. That land was given to Abraham and for his seed to this present day. That land is the land that will be used during the millennium reign. That land is the land in which was formed with milk and honey. God said, I'm going to place Israel right in the midst of the Middle East. I'm going to put them over there during the millennium reign, and they're going to rule and reign with me for a thousand years. And they are going to be the representative of the nation that I use down through the annals of time forever. They are going to be recognized that these are God's chosen people. And God has no respect to person. He expects the Jews to accept him. If the Jews do not accept him as Lord and Savior, they are a candidate for hell just as well as the Gentiles are. 
God has no respect of person. One thing God cannot stand is sin. It's not the color of your skin. It's not your status quo. It's sin. It's not how much money you got. It's not how pretty you are. It's sin. Sin is the opposite of what God is. And since God is holy and sin is unholy, it does not match up with the righteousness of God. And the only righteousness that you can receive, you can't buy it. You can't work for it. You can't cry for it. You can't jump for it. You can't sell nothing for it. you got to believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died for your sin on Calvary's cross, and on the third day he got up with all power in heaven and earth in his hand, and now you can come to him. And the Bible said, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, now I ain't talking about the little slight. I'm talking about a repentant confession. You got to repent. You got to want to turn from your low down, dirty, rotten, stinking self. I'm, I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about myself too. Cause I was stinking one time. I was stinking. I was. I was. I was. I was. You know. I was just like you are if you ain't saved. Until I come to the knowledge of who He was, and when I did, He cleaned me up, and He did a good job. Listen to what Ezekiel says. 18 verse says, you have defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquity. The sanctuary, the house of God, the house of God. The churches today are what? They're defiled. They are messed up. All kinds of folks coming into the house of God defiled. Still sinning. Still lying. Still cheating doing all kind of rotten stuff. Thank God they're going to accept it. The only thing God is going to accept from the beginning of time is what? Righteousness. And the only righteousness that God has is his son. And if you're not in Christ, your righteousness is as filthy rags. But if you've been born again, washed in the blood, filled with the spirit, then God says yes. That's what I want to see. I want to see my blood. I want to see my Holy Spirit. I want to see everything that I did on Calvary Cross in you. And if it ain't in you, then you are a sinner. If you haven't humbled yourself and repent of your sins and turn from your sin, guess what? Don't die. Whatever you do, don't die. Don't die like that. The sanctuary word, our churches today, is filled. With loose living, lying preachers, lying deacons, loose loose teenagers, don't have no respect for the house of God no more. We got all these folks out here doing all kind of dirty work and get up and talk about they know Jesus. No, you are lying. You are lying like a rug on the floor. You have defiled your sanctuary by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquities of your traffic. Therefore, will I bring forth a fire. From the midst of you, it shall devour you, and I will bring you to ashes up on the earth in the sight of all them that behold you. Oh, my God, look what Satan is headed for. I'm going to burn you to ashes. Now, that don't mean he's going to burn him out of existence. That means that body that he had, I'm going to turn him to ashes, and you're still going to feel it. 
I got a, I, I got a temperature. God got a temperature that nobody can bear it. The sinner cannot bear the pain that fire will bring up on their soul. They're going to be squirming, gashing the teeth. They're going to be hollering. They're going to be moaning. They're going to be groaning. There's going to be regret that you ever was born. Woo, you're going to be messed up. Don't go to hell messed up. Don't go to hell messed up. Because if you messed up, that's where you're going. You got to let Jesus Christ straighten you up so you won't be messed up. And you won't have to go. And the only thing that can straighten you out is the power is in the blood. No blood, no remission of sin. No blood, no cleansing. No blood, no life. No blood, no redemption. Woo! You're redeemed by his blood. Hebrews said without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. I will bring forth a fire in the midst of you. It shall devour you, and I will bring you to ashes to the earth in the sight of all them that behold you. With Satan, a long time, a long last will be thrown into the lake of fire. All, all the billions he has duped who also are in hell because of him will hate him with the passion that words cannot begin to express and a hatred which will last forever and ever. Oh, my God. My God says that if you go to hell, you're going to hate Satan forever. You're going to hate him so bad that you're going to It's going to be on tears. There will be no tears in hell. There will be no water in hell. Why you want to go to hell? Why you want to go uh, mess with some woman and get all kind of diseases? Why you want to go with a whore and die and go to hell? You want to go? You want to go to hell smoking? You want to go to hell on drugs? Turn from your sin. Let Christ save your soul because that, that literally really ain't going to put you in hell. What's going to put you in hell? The sin that's going to put you in hell is unbelief. Now, that's what's going to really take you to hell. When you reject the sacrifice, when you reject the love of God, when you reject the redemptive plan, when you tell God face to face, God can see you, but you can't see God. God can see your face. And when you look up and you tell God, I, I, I want you now. I, I'll get you later on. I'll catch you on, on that last deathbed thing. You know, I'll wait till I get ready to die. But you don't know when you're going to die. It might be in a car accident. It might be overdose. He don't know when you're going to leave here. And if you're outside of the ark of safety, you you God, God can't stop you from taking drugs. You got to want to stop. And, and, and men today don't want to stop sinning. They want to keep on, 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 keep on. The devil said, keep on. Don't worry about that now. Have your fun. Go on down there and get your three or four women and go to bed with them. 
Huh? Go on down there and drink yourself uh, like a fish. Go on and take all them drugs and get high as you can. Go on there and gamble all your money away and, 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 and lose your mind. Go ahead. Get some fun out of it. But that ain't fun, brother. That's not fun, brothers and sisters. That is damnation. Keep on rejecting mercy. Because one day, if you reject mercy, there's one day you're going to cry for mercy, and mercy's going to run. And justice is going to sit down and say, you're getting just what you deserve. You deserve to have to pay for your own sin because you rejected the loving Savior. Oh, my God. Reject the mercy of a loving God because God do love you. He is merciful. Listen, 19th verse, all they that know you among the people shall be astonished at you. You shall be a terror, and never shall you be anymore. Then the prayer of Christ, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven, will finally be answered and, and be brought to pass. Don't pass it up. Yes, we're living in the last days. We got this year to go. And this year is going to be a hung dinger. Everybody's worried about the war over in the Middle East. Well, that's going to happen for the next 12 months. There's going to be nothing but war. Listen to what I'm saying now. This is Satan. This is Satan saying, I'm going to make sure I get rid of Israel. I got to get rid of Israel. I've got to get rid of the Jewish people. If I don't get rid of the Jewish people, and if I don't wipe out the whole nation of Israel and all the nations that surround Israel, and if he would ask, say, what are you trying to do, devil? What are you trying to do, Lucifer? He said, well, if I can get rid of the Jews, then I can stop the return of Jesus Christ. I can stop him from coming down here. Because really, the, the devil said, I don't want you down here. Just leave me alone and let me run my own thing. And God said, I can't let you do that. And so the devil said, I, I can get rid of the Hebrew, Hebrew race. I can stop Jesus Christ from coming down here and setting up the millennial kingdom. Because he's going to do it. Christ is going to set up a millennial kingdom. A millennial kingdom, a kingdom, and a millennium of peace. Nothing but peace. The spirit of the Lord will cover the earth like water covered the sea. It's going to be a utopia. It's going to be a theocracy government. The only ruler that will rule the whole world and rule during the millennium will be Jesus Christ with a rod of iron. And God is going to restore Israel. He's going to restore the Gentile nation. He's going to restore every born-again believer to go into eternity with him and live forever. That's what he's getting ready to do. But the devil said, i got to stop these people from being in the land. i got to stop these people from setting up 
that temple and build it. I got to set, I got to find a way to kill him. I got to find a way to eliminate him. I got to find a way to genocide him. I got to find a way to holocaust him. I got to find a way to get rid of him because the devil said I can't stand him. Because they are God's people, and he knows it. And the same way with you. If you're a child of God, the devil can't stand you. Can't stand you one bit. He hates your guts. He hates you because you're calling on his name, you're trusting in his name, you're relying on his name, you're depending upon his name, and you love his name. There's not a name so lovable than the name of Jesus Christ. And Satan said, if I can get rid of these Jewish people, I can rule the world. That's what he wants to do. And by the way, he will rule the world for seven years. And the seven years are coming up now. It's called the seventh week of Daniel. The seventh week. Sixty-nine weeks I've been fulfilled. You hear what I'm saying now? Sixty-nine weeks I've been fulfilled. And the Lord said, I'm going to deal with you for 490 years. And he only dealt with them for 483 years. 483 years was cut off at the cross. The Jews were cut off and the Gentiles were cut in. So God owes the Jewish people what? A seven-year period in which they will be able to show the world who they really are, and God is going to prove them. These are my chosen people. These are the people that I came through Abraham. These are the people that brought the Savior into the world. These are the people that's what? The nation of all nations that's going to rule with Jesus Christ during the millennium reign. And so the Jews now are getting ready to rebuild the temple. They're getting ready for the five red heifers. They're getting ready for the priests. They're getting ready for the Ark of the Covenant. They're getting ready to establish a new temple in which the Antichrist will sit inside the temple. And what? He will say, uh-oh, wait a minute. I got something for you. I got something for you. Here's what the devil says. I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to do it like Apostle Paul wrote it down in the first chapter of the book of Thessalonians. Let's see what he says. In the first chapter of Thessalonians. All right. Like the book of Thessalonians, this is where the temple is getting ready to be reestablished, and this is what Apostle Paul said was going to happen before Christ comes. But the Antichrist must come first, and here's what it said in the second chapter of Second Thessalonians, starting at the third verse. Third verse: Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away. This falling away is people will be falling away that's not saved. These ain't saved folks falling away. These are unsaved folks that's falling away from the Christian faith and think the Christian faith is a sham. And the Christian faith is not a sham. The, the Christian faith is the real deal that God has provided for man to be redeemed. 
And the world today has fallen away from preaching the cross. Preachers don't preach the cross like they used to. They don't live holy like they used to. People don't live like they did in back in the day. Back in the day, I know we had sinners back in the day just like we are. But right now, people have no regard. They have no regard of the cross. They don't even sing the cross no more. They don't need glorify in the cross no more. They haven't even surveyed the cross no more. They don't believe that Jesus Christ suffered beyond the human capacity. Suffered more. Why? Because he took your sins and nailed them to the cross. And his sins, your sins, was absorbed in his body. He became a sin offering. Without sin. Your sin absorbed in his body. And his body took the whippings and took the beatings and took the kicking and took the uh, 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 the resentment. His body took everything until he said, my God, my God, why, oh, why, why have you forsaken me? God forsaked himself. And his son died until the God Christ called into himself and said, why have you forsaken me? He tastes death beyond the death that you will ever die. He died so much until hell shook. Hell shook. Hell had convulsions. The demons trembled in hell. The devil shook like jello in hell. And he knew that when Christ died, Satan knew that he was coming down there and tell him, give me the key. Give me the key. You know why? Because I'm paying for death. I'm paying for the death. Not my own death. I'm paying for the death of man. I'm paying, I'm paying for your sin. Now give me the key. And hell is mine now. I got the key to open it. I got the key to close it. Right now, it's open. But there's a day coming at the end of what the millennium reign. I'm going to lock it up. And all those that's in hell will never be able to get out no more. They'll be there forever. Give me the key, Satan. Satan trembled. All the demons trembled. And all the demons was asking the question, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now, Satan? What are we going to do now? Lucifer said, we are still going to try, that's what he said, to overthrow the church. We want the church. We got what we already have. But we want the church because these, this, this church that I'm talking about are the people who have accepted Jesus Christ. They don't belong to me no more. I, 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 can't, I can't do nothing with them no more. Why the blood of Jesus Christ? I can't even touch it. I can't even, I, I, I can't even, I can't even look upon it. I can't even deal with that blood. That blood is what makes me tremble because I know in that blood is life eternally. And on the third day morning, 
Don't you know Jesus Christ got up out the grave with all power and heaven and earth in his hand? And when he got up, stayed up on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights and then went back to heaven and then told his disciples, look, go back down to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father and he shall send you some Holy Ghost power and you shall be a witness for me to the utmost parts of the earth. Go! Church, go! Don't be preaching ideology. Don't be preaching works. Preach faith. For by faith, you are saved, not by works. least any man should boast. Be justified by faith and have peace with God. Sanctify your soul and be cleaned up so that what? I can be whoo, your God and you can be my son because I'm coming back after you. From January 2024 until December 2024, there will be nothing but war in the land. War in the land. There will be nothing but killing and murder and rape. There will be nothing but all kinds of wickedness that will turn the world upside down. Listen to what's going to happen during the time of this fall away. Fall away from the faith. Jesus Christ is not preached like it used to be preached. The cross. The only thing you get now is double cross, red cross. But the cross of Christ, men don't want to hear about it. Because when men look at the cross, they see and they are ashamed. They can't look at the cross because Christ shows them that you should have been up there. And they are so ashamed, knowing that they need to come to Christ, but sin has a grip of them, and sin cannot stand righteousness. When you reject the blood of Jesus Christ, you are number one candidate to be in hell forever, for all eternity. So the man, he said, and that man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition. What is the man of sin? The man of sin is the Antichrist. The Antichrist is now on earth. He lives today. He lives today. The Antichrist is here. Next week I'm coming back with let you know again. Where he's at. But right now I'm gonna deal with the Antichrist, what is what he's going to do. What he's going to do, he's going to come on the scene. But before Jesus Christ comes back and put his feet on the earth, the Antichrist will come first. When he comes, he's going to be coming riding on the symbolically a white horse. He ain't coming riding through the sky on a white horse, but he'll come on a white platform. He'll come on a platform of purity, as if he is Christ. But he's not Christ. He's the Antichrist. He's an instrument that the devil's going to use to deceive the world. And he's going to do a miracle that has never been done in human history. To make a long story short, he's going to be shot and killed with a bullet to the head. And he's going to lie in Jerusalem in a morgue. 
He's going to lie dead for three days and three nights. Dead as a what? Dead as a dog. And Lucifer, Satan, is going to be cast out of heaven because now he's the prince power of the air. Since he's the prince power of the air, he will be cast down to the earth and all his cohorts will be cast with him. And when the Antichrist, three days are fulfilled, Lucifer will incarnate himself in this body and raise him from the dead, and he will become the beast, the beast of all ages. But before Christ comes, the Antichrist will sign a peace treaty with the Jews and the Palestinians. And the Jews will accept accept him as being Christ. He is not Christ. Jesus Christ said, hey, I come in my Father's name, y'all will not receive me. But if another come in his own name, y'all will receive me. Talking to the Jews. The Jews said, yes, we'll receive him. And when he receive him, we're going to find out that he's a liar, that he's the Antichrist, and he's not the true Christ. But he's going to sign a covenant pact with the Jews, and they're going to accept him as being Jesus Christ. And he's going to give them the will to build another temple the third temple of this generation. And he's going to build a temple. After he builds a temple, in the middle of the tribulation, after the fall of Satan, incarnate himself in the body, he's going to stand up, and then when he stands up and come back from come, come back to life, he's going to say this. He's going to do this. He opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. This is after the resurrection. After he comes back, he's going to come back and say, I'm God, and that is worship, so that he as God sits in the temple of God. What temple? The temple that the Jews are planning to build, and he's going to sit in that temple in Jerusalem, showing himself that he is God. He will proclaim his announcement of deity as it regards to himself. He will say that he is God Almighty, and he will sit in the temple, and he will cause abomination distillation, and he will turn on the Jews in the middle of the tribulation period. And at the same time, the church will be gone before this happens. Because before this can happen, the church has to be removed. And when the church is removed, the Antichrist is coming on. And when he come on, he's going to come on on a peace platform and tell the world, after we cannot find, we can't find a world leader. And today, the world is looking for a world leader. We need a world leader. We need somebody that's going to straighten America out. Somebody going to straighten China out. All this is we are going to do what? We are going to rule the world. I'm going to sit in the temple, and when I sit in the temple, I'm going to consider myself of being God Almighty, and I'm going to do miracles. I'm going to make prophecies. I'm going to do all this, and it's going to dazzle the world. People are going to go hog wild. They're going to go lose their mind. This is what we've been waiting for. For time and eternity, finally, Jesus Christ 
has come back and been resurrected from the dead and ain't been near no cross, ain't got no nail prints in his hand, ain't got no webs on his back. Why? Because he's the false Christ. Why are the people so enthused over this man? Why? Because they have rejected the true Christ so they can't identify truth from a lie. And my friends, this Antichrist is going to sit in the temple. But before he sit in that temple, God is going to do something, going to shake the cords of the foundation of the world. He is going to let this man come on the scene, draw up a false peace pact, and the world is going to say, yes, this is what I want. And he cannot do it. The Antichrist cannot come until after the body of Christ removed from the earth in the twinkling of an eye, the trumps of God shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be called to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. That means that when Christ comes, he's going to remove the church, and then the Antichrist comes, he signs a peace treaty. But before that, they tell me Jerusalem will be ransacked for the next 12 months until they get to a point that the world and the Gentile nations will find out that they cannot get rid of the Jews. And after the rapture of the church, there will, there will not be one saved person on this planet. Not one. Not one saved person on this planet that will, that will be saved after the rapture. And so now, at the beginning of the sign of that peace pact, God says, after the church is gone, I've got to send some gospel preachers that will preach the gospel on adulterated word of God. And guess who these preachers are going to be? It's going to be found in the seventh chapter of the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, you will find what? 144,000 Jews coming from the 12 tribe of Israel that will proclaim the gospel for the first three and one half years after the body of Christ is gone. The body of Christ will be in heaven receiving their reward. And these gospel preachers is called the 144,000 and they will preach January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December for three years and a half. And when they preach, they tell me it's going to be so powerful and so wonderful that it's going to cause a worldwide, listen to what I'm saying, a worldwide revival. In other words, they're going to hear it from around the world. They're going to hear it on NBC, ABC, WKAK, WCAC. Ooh, they're going to hear it from the four corners of the earth. And they tell me, they tell me many people called the tribulation saints will accept Jesus Christ for the first three and one half years, and some will accept him in the last three and one half years, but they're going to preach till they turn the world upside down, and folks are going to be coming in and being saved, because John the Revelator said, after this, I've seen a number, and a number that no man can number, as many as the sands of the sea, and he asked the question, where did these come from, and who are they? Don't you know who they are? No. These are the tribulation saints that accepted Christ after 
the rapture. And in doing so, in doing so, they will have a great host of Gentile people that will accept Jesus Christ during the tribulation period. A number that no man can number. Why don't you say amen? Okay. This year coming up to 2024, war will be continuing on in Jerusalem until the Houthis and Hamas and Hezbollah says, we can't get rid of these guys. We don't do bombs and we don't rape their women. We don't kill their baby. We can't get rid of them. We can't, we can't touch them because God is going to intervene. And when they find out that they cannot get rid of the Jewish people, the last ultimate, the last stress, the last effort, that the nations were trying to get rid of Israel. The nation that's going to come down from the northern parts of Moscow. They are called Gog and Magog. Gog and Magog is found in the book of Ezekiel, the 38th and 39th chapter, where Gog and Magog said, let us go down and we are going to do what? We are going to get rid of these people and it's going to be Putin that leads on this great onslaught. Because Putin is going to get five other nations. Five! Five! And the nation of Gog and Magog and five other nations will muster up a great multitude of men, and they will come down from the north, the east, and the west, and they will be like a cloud coming down and what? To eliminate Israel and take control of the Middle East. And guess what? God Almighty will say, that's enough. And guess what? The church won't be here. The church won't be here. Because the only way Russia will even dare to mess with Israel is America. And after the rapture, America will become a third-rate nation. Because America is going to have to answer for all the treacherous things they have done against God Almighty. And if America don't stand, don't stand for the Jewish people, during the time of the tribulation period, and if America don't repent from their sins and turn from their wicked way, they're going down the tube, just like any other nation they have went aforetime. This is Elder G. Bazaar, Watchman on the Wall. I want to let you know Jesus Christ is coming. Jesus Christ is coming, and you need to know him in the pardon of your sins. You don't need to die and go to hell. And I'm not preaching money. I'm not preaching a, a, a fantastic message. I'm preaching the message of the gospel. Except you repent, you shall likewise perish. This is Elder Jeepers R. Come to you from Warren, Ohio. Love y'all guys out there. I want you to pray for me that I continue on to preach this gospel until the end come. 
And I have some more information on this war that's going over in Jerusalem. I can tell you exactly through the scripture exactly what's going to happen, exactly down to the T, cross the I, and put the comma and the semicolon right on in there. The Gentile nation is going to fail in trying to defeat God's people. Hitler tried to do it. Mussolini tried to do it. Napoleon tried to do it. All the dictators, Kremlin tried to do it. All, all of them tried and have been trying to get rid of the unique ancient people of Israel, and they can't do it. After the 144,000 get through with their preaching, and the Antichrist sets up his number, 666, AI, robots, he set up the image of the beast, and he will cause, the false prophet will cause the image of the beast to speak, and he speak, it will tell you that whoever will not receive the mark of the 666 on your forehead, a mark of the beast, will be killed. So there's going to be a great martyr in the last three and one half years. And God said, after 144,000 get through with their preaching and I'm going to redeem them from the earth, I'm going to call two men to come on the scene and they're going to have power to shut up heaven. They're going to have power to bring plagues up on earth. And many times they call them. And the only two prophets in the Bible that had that kind of power is Moses and Elijah. Because these are the two prophets that never did finish their ministry. Moses didn't finish it, and Elijah didn't finish it. They all will have to come back and stand in Jerusalem for three and one half years and preach the last message. And the last message is fear God. And the last message will be it will not rain for three and one half years. And the other message will be if you don't turn from your wicked ways, I will bring plagues up on earth. And that's what's going to happen until the end. And then God's going to call out three angels and let them encircle the earth and tell the population of the earth, fear God, fear God, and keep his commandment. Fear God, fear God, and keep his commandment. For his great wrath has come. And they're going to tell them, don't receive the mark of the beast. They're going to spell it out. Don't receive the mark. Because if you receive the mark in your hand or in your forehead, guess what? Your soul is damned forever. Why? Because you have rejected the ultimate. You have rejected the ultimate sacrifice of all times. The Bible said if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that the Lord Jesus Christ died and rose again and was risen by God the Father on the third day morning. And the Bible said, Thou shalt be saved. Come on in. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn from your lying, your laziness, your unconcern, your party gore, your gambler, whoremongering. Quit trying to be a woman. If you're a woman, stay a woman. If you're a man, stay a man. Quit all this whoremongering around. Quit all this lying. It's church going, church going. You go to church, you go to church, you go to church and ain't getting nothing. Come on. You better get your soul right because you, you can get saved anywhere. You don't have to go to church to get saved. You can get saved anywhere. Because the whole world is going to witness the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Come back next week. I'll be here right here. I'll be right here pounding the hammer. I'll be dropping the hammer on end time. I'll be dropping the hammer on Saturday.